survive? Can Scott Pilgrim survive the League of Evil Exes? We're gonna talk about it as we review Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's a bonus level on Video Game Movie Anatomy. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movie. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Video Game Movie Anatomy. Or uh, punches. Let's do yes. more punches. punches. And with high impact. Yes. Uh, welcome to this Big week's pop. episode of Video Game Movie Anatomy. We are doing uh, what we're going to call a bonus level. Like uh, this is a movie that yep. is not directly based off of a video game property, but it is very much a video game movie. Uh, we're talking Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I'm one of your hosts, the Internet's Mark B. Donica, joined by the wonderful crew that is the VGMA crew, Miss Daisy Shuttleworth. Hey guys, Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me online at Yield Nerd on Twitter or on Twitter and across the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. We also got Mr. Patrick D's in the house. Hello, I'm Mega Patrick, actually, as a oh, matter of fact. I know! I know, last You're second replacement. Oh, I know, I am all black. <laughs> all black. Hey guys, I am Patrick D's. You can find me at P to the D's on Twitter. How are you guys doing? I'm, I mean, I'm exhausted, but I'm really happy that we're that. talking about a wonderful movie. Damn straight. So Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Did you guys see this when it came out in theaters? Yes. Day one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was really, yeah, like, I think we were talking a little bit off mic, but, like, I remember thinking it was pretty good. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, the transitions alone are worth seeing this movie. And I, but I think it came in with, like, a lot of baggage. Like, I mean, I think in, in our, our circles, this is, like, a very, it was a very anticipated movie. Like, it speaks to our, uh, our likes, our culture, if you will. And I remember thinking, yeah, it was all right. And this was like, I watched it again, blew my mind, very pleasantly surprised. Um, and I think like it's, I think this in this run of the show to date, this is my favorite movie we're talking about. I mean, come on, not even uh, uh, Wreck It Ralph. Oh, it's the it's uh, I was gonna say, video game adjacent. Right. I was gonna say Far Cry, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's this and like Legend of Chun Li. It's just like so. It's just that one's too good. Need for Speed coming up for a third. (laughs) Totally, it's right there, right there, right there, right next to your nope face. Nope. Um, What about you, Stacey? What was what was your reaction in the theater? I've loved this movie since I saw it, and it's kind of been on our rotation of no. You and Robbie, uh, you and you and your husband Robbie, you've I you (laughs) constantly tweet. Like, well, I guess we're in reading the entire series all over again, or I guess we're I did that. playing through the entire <laughs> game all over too. again. Did you really? I did. Yeah, this no. is what I spent my weekend so doing, great. guys. If you follow Nerds Doing Stuff, you'll have known, was it you or Robbie that made the Scott um, Pilgrim characters of us? It was him. He goes, I did this thing. I'm really excited. I'm going to show you. Good <laughs> I man. I hope it's still there. I love yeah. it. There is a Scott Pilgrim character maker, uh, and is. and they made and Robbie made characters of us. If you go to Nerds Doing Stuff, uh, you can see all of us. It's it's pretty fun. We'll, uh, I already retweeted it. We'll we'll retweet it some more. Um, th- I remember seeing this opening weekend as well, and just going, "This movie is going to change everything." You did, except for the advertising saying it's on like Donkey Kong, um, which was like, okay, that's for people who don't have brains. But uh, remember what Donkey Kong is. Uh, that made me the, the just the entire advertisement was a movie that I wanted to see. Were you familiar with the source material coming in? Did you read the comics? Did you know about this coming coming into it or I heard about the production, mm-hmm. went and read the comics. You did? Yeah. The okay, comics. so you, so coming into the film, you'd actually really familiar with Pretty that. familiar, not okay. really familiar, because I don't think the sixth book had been out at it that point. No. Well, when they started writing the movie, I mean, I think only two of the mm-hmm. graphic novels were out at that point. Is that right? And, I mean, most of them were planned, and he kind of gave them the general framework of what was mm-hmm. going on, but it was their own, you know, ending, so it was a completely different experience, even for people who, who were fans. Sure, sure, sure. Mm. So, uh, Scott, for those of you not familiar with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, go watch the movie, but yes. as a little bit of a breakdown, Scott Pilgrim plays in a band which aspires to success. He dates Knives Chow, a high school girl five years younger, and hasn't recovered from being dumped by his former girlfriend, now with success with her own band. When Scott falls for Ramona Flowers, he has trouble breaking up with Knives and tries to romance Ramona. As if juggling two women wasn't enough, Ramona comes with baggage. Seven ex-lovers, with each of whom Scott must do battle to the death in order to win Ramona. Wonderful, wonderful summary. Did you write that, right. or did or did I, you I find it? I didn't actually. I okay. found that. But. I don't know. <laughs> it seems a little too poetic to just find it on the internet. Um, that sounds like the work of an English major. People, so um, people like being poetic about this movie. Apparently, well, so what that, happens when you really like something? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People on on the surface, you look at this movie and you go, "What? What? Just hey. fighting, fighting, and they explode into money? Like I don't get it." But then you look at 
it, it really is about a relationship and like how much impact each relationship has on your current relationship. Totally. Mm-hmm. But yes. just told in a really outrageous style and that's that's a hats off to the original writer. But um what, what did this this movie everybody this movie this movie it's not movie. we're not doing that this week like no, we, I don't this think is we're a this movie free episode I don't know I think I think it's so, like a oh, man this movie uh, <laughs> Woo! like I I'm literally so, in the, in the so middle of watching think this, it on my phone where do you think this ranks as far as so you guys are big Edgar Wright fans I would imagine pretty big so what do you what do you think this ranks in in the the pantheon of his films all four of them. Man, it didn't make me want an Ant Man from that man. Seriously, we do that. Like watching this again, it was just so. I think you were you were talking a little bit about ahead of time, uh, you know, off mic, Mark. But, um, it, it, this movie was so far ahead of its time. It and was it's impossibly clever. If and this it was, came out today, it it would be one of the top highest grossing movies, especially in a world where we have Deadpool. Yes, like this this and and all of the comic book movies that we do have. This was c- coming out sort of near the beginning before people understood that they mm-hmm. could be more than that. And this being a comic book movie. Nobody got it. Nobody, nobody understood what the deal was. No, you know, and it was interesting too because I think it it, it does that thing where like I felt like the pixels came out this year, no. right? No. And right, and, and that, no, that, that was twenty last year, early twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was a okay. while back. Okay, true. Hey man, it, I can't be a don't t- keep track years. Of it. It's okay. Uh, it recently came out, and this is one of those things where like similar type subject matter, right? But like almost treated it with like a disdain, right? Like it made fun yeah, of no. games and gaming and culture, and this is very much a love letter to all of that, right? Like, and it incorporates mm-hmm. it so seamlessly, and not just games, but like also like, just pop culture reference things that we all kind of hold near and dear, right? That Seinfeld scene where he walks in, <laughs> and it's effortless, and it's in reverence to that right. subject matter, and it's saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is great. Let's celebrate it. Not, hey, let's make fun of people who enjoy these things. And it was, we're all in on the joke together. And it was, I mean, it it so easily could have backfired, but he just nailed it. Right. Just nailed it. And the other thing is about all these in-jokes, they were just kind of there given to you for you to enjoy on your own. It wasn't like, hey, by the way, here's the reference. This is the reference we're making. Here's the reference. Take this reference. It It wasn't McBain up against the brick wall saying, that's the joke. (laughs) It wasn't Ready Player One. Wait, what? Ooh, shots fired, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> shots. Eat it, Spielberg. Not for now. We're coming well, no, for I, I have high hopes for the movie. But. Yeah. I mean, Spielberg could probably do something well with that. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, we do. We like to do some fun stuff on the show. Um, let's get started with what we refer to as our speed run. Let's do it. Uh, and a speed run is something... Uh, you look on the back of the box, you see like a little media blurbs, like, uh, and, and we use that as like a tiny summary. So, for instance, Mortal Kombat has a cheesy script but nails the spirit of the game. Street Fighter's costume designer was the only person who did their job on this film, actors and all. And that, uh, and Ooh. but that's for the original, not even Legend of Chun Li, because that person was god awful. No, hated it, hated it. Um, so yeah, speed runs. Who wants to go first? I think it's your turn. Is it my turn? It is. All right. I, it's a little less speedy than my usual speed runs. <laughs> that was my department. I thought it was I, the why you five words now. 150 will do. All right. I'm succinct this week. <laughs> but here we go today. We have all at some point wished we could solve our problems with an epic combo of punches and a sweet finishing move while exchanging witty banter. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is the realization of that dream, chaotic and flashy and complete with the coming-of-age romance between the pixie manic dream girl who you don't hate and a bumbling self-entitled protagonist that you just want to root for. Hmm. It's, it's touching. <laughs> I wish you like I, I want you to narrate my life. Could you just follow me around and be like the Bastion style narrator to my life? And Patrick walked in the room. Um, I'll go. I also used coming of age because I thought that was um, very key to this. So um, I wrote part video game. Part, com- part, part video game movie, part comic book movie, and part coming of age story, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is based on Brian Lee O'Malley's award-winning graphic novel series and is a, sing- a bold, singular creation that should not be missed. That's very good. That's something yes. That's something for the uh, the New York Times. Yeah. Um, I'm going super speedy. Okay. Speediest right. run. Do it. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is the great- greatest video game movie for a video game that never existed. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like it. They had to make one as a result of how good of a video game movie it was. They, oh, we should, we, you know what? It's already so, so good. Let's do it anyway. Which, if you don't have, you should get, and also get the Knives DLC, because she's fun to play as. Um, we also go from here to our controller toss moment. This is usually 
for something reserved for, or it's, it tends to be something that's reserved for a negative reaction, but for this, um, it's just anything that makes you go, you've got to be kidding me! And you throw your controller across, excuse me, across the room. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go first. Please, right. Dale, please, uh, please. It's the, the moment where Scott realizes what's happening and you see him spring into action and hit... Patel, like just square, and it turns into the video game. That's when you go. What is what is this what? movie now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am totally big... in for this movie from here on out. That that was mine. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Thank you very much. I'm like yeah, so I I was kind of dreading this this whole like historically this is the moment where like I'll have seven pages worth of notes of things that I hated, and then I'll <laughs> agonize before we get on the air. Like, well, what thing did I hate the most? And this movie was like again such a pleasant surprise uh, revisiting. I think for me, the joy and like consistently, but like in that best way, I'm throwing my control. Like, I can't believe he just did that again. <laughs> Were the transitions in this movie right? And like oh. for me, like he sets the stage early on. Edgar Wright like shows us these like really sexy graphics, but he kind of dips his toe in it, right? So the very beginning where it's just going and it writes up like, hey, 25. It's some weird obscure quote about them, and it sizes up everybody in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And these really mm-hmm. rad transitions, and then the cut where I lost my mind, which is why I'm like an Edgar Wright just super fan, was when he first sees Ramona in the library, right? He's walking around with knives and, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sees Ramona, jump cut to him at band practice, and then, like, dude, you played, like, one note the entire time. And it was a really deaf, like, it was such a, like, great cut, right? Because... I think a lot of directors would have taken the time to show him like aimlessly wandering through his day and like pulling out the bass or whatever. But you got that. We've all been in that moment where like we've lost an amount of time based on like being preoccupied with something. And I'm like, oh, this is one of those movies. All right, keep mm-hmm. up, audience. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is that, so good. Uh, he Can he just direct everything? Me. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> I learned yes. from the best. Ah, uh, shucks. Uh, <laughs> Stacey, how about you? All right, well, I'll go with my kind of more serious one because, well, at least the first time Mm. that I saw the movie, I guess my controller toss moment was towards the end when Gideon drives a sword through Scott and kills him. And I had this split moment of, wait, Wait. what? And (laughs) then I go, oh, but he got that extra life. And then you figure it out. But there was like a split second moment of what? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you follow the story of of this couple, really, or this group, Mm -hmm. and... It no matter what you even though you may think you know the ending, it's how you get to that ending, whether you know the comic books or not. Now post release, mm-hmm. and every time it gets you. You're like, no, I like Hold him. On. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. What you're doing. Uh, Speaking of the him <laughs> that we do like, uh, this this cast. Let me tell you, uh, I. I, I would say before, um, but this this cast was already something, yeah. and then got even bigger. Yep. Um, we've got Michael Sarah, Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers, Ellen Wong as Knives Chow, Kieran Culkin stole the movie as Wallace Wells. Could yeah. not agree oh. more. I love. I love Wallace agree more. so much. Takes it. Anna Easy. Kendrick as Stacy Pilgrim, yep. uh, Scott's sister. Aubrey Plaza as Julie Powers, who is amazing. Brie Larson <laughs> as Envy Adams. Jason Schwartzman as the G-Man, Gideon Graves. But, of course, you cannot forget Chris Evans, Mae Whitman, Brandon Routh, Bill Hader, Allison Pill, Mark Webber, and Johnny Simmons. That stacked to the gills. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. You George, can have them. Yeah. George Michael yep. Bluth beat Captain America slash Johnny Storm and Superman. <laughs> so, yep. Yes, he did. Well, he had some help. With, right? and, with help of the yeah. Punisher. And the, yeah, I know. Tom Jane just walked in. The vegan police just is like, freeze, right. vegan police. <laughs> Uncredited, by the way. I'm yeah. like, that's uh-huh. Tom Jane. It's great. He's going to unload on somebody. <laughs> I was ready for it. And how good were the vegan police? So good. Oh, so good. It's wonderful. Chicken isn't vegan. <laughs> uh, but and, but speaking of transitions, um, one of my favorite ones was with uh, Anna Kendrick when Scott's like, hey, are you still at work? Oh, I'm, I'm leaving in a minute. Okay, <laughs> okay, then I'm coming in. Walks in. It's Julie instead of Stacey. And she's already yes. outside with a coat on. Sorry, I got a yeah. coat. Like, <laughs> 
Like it's too perfect. <laughs> it's it's a movie that goes so fast, but but as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you have to keep up with it. Totally. But you want to. You're you chasing after do. it, and right. it takes multiple viewings, which is exactly what the type of thing we need. It's not even mm-hmm. just a who's who too. I think that you 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 nailed that right. This is all like mid or like before they were huge. I mean, like uh, this was just before he was Captain America, right, Chris Evans. Right. So, um, but like it's so perfectly cast, like Aubrey Plaza destroys as oh, well man. right like in the in the, the the way she does right like just that and I, I, I like I, I we I know one of the things that we do and we'll get to a little bit later in the show is like doing the recasting and I kind of didn't want to I'm like nope this is like it's good. I, yeah it's just let's leave it well that's why we didn't mm-hmm. recast excuse me any of the the evil axes which we'll get to maybe maybe we'll do a bonus round <laughs> if we can think of anybody but um yeah I <sighs> This movie. I agree. Yeah. In, in the best possible way. Yep. Uh, now, th- there are a lot of tenets to it that, um, as we mentioned, the, the extra life that uh, warrant itself to a video game. There's a score for beating every boss. Uh, it, you get change or money for beating them like you right. do in any other side-scrolling beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what sort of games did this evoke when you watched it? I mean, aside from like a fighting game, like the just the the we got a little bit of, of a, a skating game. Yeah, I was gonna say some Tony Hawk, yeah. some right Rock Band, some like, right. and I kind of love that like each boss was defeated in its own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you had to learn the right. pattern, if you will, and figure out what like the a trick, classic NES game like, trick to mm-hmm. the boss, right? Like, what's the trick? Right, he fixed the the, the latte. Right, one had half and half in it. Never would have seen that coming because you gotta learn the tricks. Right. Gotta learn the trick to the boss. And if they had more time, I think it would be interesting to play with the extra life mechanic a little bit more but the fact that they only used it the once made it that much more important I agree right, right? and we've and he did that thing that we've all done in games where you're like especially when there's a save point right before like a cutscene, and you're like yeah I got come on come on and he like runs up like ignores that guy in the password just smacks that dude <laughs> runs in blah 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 let's get to the fight we've yeah. all done that and it felt so good press X to skip yes. yep yeah yeah, yeah. yeah barrel right through right? and then realize, oh, wait, hold on. No, no, I've got beef. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I know all this. Move Let's get on. to it. We're fighting. <laughs> and apologizing to people on the way. Um, so mm. so instead of the regular, like, like we doing a little bit of game similarities, uh, just a, a couple of, of questions. Who was your favorite bandmate of Sex bob Kim Pine. Kim Pine. I love her so much. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't even like people who... Who don't have her as their favorite? But I, she's amazing. <laughs> oh, she's so young, good. I mean, everybody, They're everybody. I love me some young Neil though, because he is just always one step behind. Oh, um, like, hey, so what do you play? Oh, that's, oh, that's a big a, question. That's a big yeah. A big but we've question. all felt that. Oh. Uh, like you ever introduced yourself? At, like as a gamer, when somebody finds out that you play games, like, oh, what do you play? And I'm like. How long do you have? Because we can get into this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, that's so true to, like, nerd culture, right? I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Love Young Neil. What do you play? Um, that's a big question. And and this is this is probably, I don't know how hard this question might be, uh, favorite X fight. Okay. Because we started short, and then we kept getting a little bit longer and longer. Sure, then it got sure, a little sure. bit more intense, especially with... Uh, Todd and Envy Mm -hmm. um, being like sort of like a double match and then seeing Ramona fighting Roxy completely different Uh, they they all had their own characteristics that made them important and special when it comes to the budding relationship between our two main characters what did you did you have a favorite you you sound like you're on the I feel like you're 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 feeling it right like the the thing the thing about it is it's all of there are different elements of each one that I really like Mm -hmm. Um, the showmanship of Patel um, Lucas, I mean, you can't you no. can't deny. But the one of the first things I saw from this movie was um, brain. Why is my brain farting? L- brain farting Lucas was Chris was, Evans. Chris Evans was Chris <laughs> Evans on uh, or either one. It was one of the actors was on David Letterman, and they showed this fight, and I was just like, "We throws him into the castle." Does the yeah, just, oh yeah, it's like. What is? Yeah, good? I need this in my life immediately. So, How are they doing and I, this? What, a, what a good departure for him because he's always playing like Captain America, the good guy. And he, like, it was great to see but him like, just be a jackass. Could you imagine oh, seeing asshole. somebody seeing Snowpiercer like as his first movie, and then going back and watching this? No, no, no. <laughs> so, I can't imagine that. It's whatsoever. so. It's so. Good. I loved his line too. Like, uh, big fan. He's like, why wouldn't you be? Why and would you be? So yeah. uh, that I think was my great. favorite of his was. Huh. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> just, 
Hey, uh, hey, how's life? He seems nice. The, the chin strap <laughs> is pretty good. So, that was just, uh, so, just so good. Yep. And I've been nothing without my stunt team. <laughs> he was the stunt team was also excellent. Are um, you trying to trick me into doing a super hard trick? Girls are watching. Girls are watching. <laughs> She's like, and I, I need my board. <laughs> love the miles per hour. It's like 289 oh, kilometers per oh, yeah. hour. Because we're well, in Canada. Canada. We are in Canada. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And that, one of my favorite things of Ramona is like, she's from America. Uh, just like, that's weird. Too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have this uh, interdimensional uh, rift that I use. I forgot you guys don't have that here. Just yeah. like, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Tiny little Amazon.ca. Yes. What's the, how do I get to Amazon.ca? What's the website? And let's let's talk Thanks. about uh, uh, but I, so it, it's very hard to pick. But Lucas was the first one that Fair I enough. ever that I ever okay. saw. Sure. Um, from a from a pure soundtrack standpoint, versus the twins has to be the twins. Oh, is it's so, so nice. cool. Well, mm-hmm. and it's cool and too. Visually, what he I was yeah. gonna say visually, the composition of that shot's incredible, right? Yes. So they do that thing where a the roof comes off. We see the moon. There's a hole in the moon, which yes. again, every time the moon's referenced, there's the hole in the moon. Mm-hmm. So good. But they so they do that two thirds, one third deal, right? So like the bottom third is the crowd, and then there's this negative space, and they have the snow come in, and it blows back and forth. It's so like it is an incredible shot, much on top of the music just being amazing. Right. So dope. I think that's actually what rock band should be. Like you should have like an avatar smash the shit out of some other like, guy. I would play that game. battles with totally. Music. Yes. Who wouldn't play Man. that game? Why doesn't this exist? Yet, who, who as a matter of fact, wouldn't play that game. Right, right? It feels like a no-brainer, and right. it was such a cool. So we're doing that shot. now, right? We're starting a game studio, I and we're doing we're, that. Obviously, that one's free. Here we go. Nope. That one, nope. We're doing Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Patent pending. We're going live. Yeah, yeah. Patent pending. Um, so I thought I thought that one was the most interesting. They were the least interesting X's because they don't uh, say. Unfortunately, anything? during well, the uh, in, in the comics and and even more in the games, they have a much bigger presence. They do. So yes, it, it was. I like what they did with it to sort of cut down on time. I do. But I mean, you missed a lot on on their character. It also may have had to do something with the fact that the twins or the the actors didn't speak very much English. Oh, probably. Oh, so there's that. They okay. couldn't really communicate as easily. I loved a lot of that. Like, so I thought it was interesting too because Edgar Wright's a genius. Like how every boss has their number, right? Like you see numbers mm-hmm. around yeah. all of them. So they're five Always. and six. Which five and six is eleven. They turn their amps up to eleven, like a spinal tap nod. It's just all of it. It was flawless. Everything. It was such a good scene. Oh yeah, There's, it goes deep with the numbers. It does with, with how they reference them and how cleverly. Like they Todd's do it. Todd's shirt when they were performing is like the Punisher thing, and yeah. the two the teeth are three, three. Yes. coming down. And yep. It's just super small. And mm-hmm. and Scott wears the zero shirt. And yep. he drinks Coke Zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, again, I saw I mean, connected the original Zero in this one, but like when I went back and watched it, the Coke Zero was like, oh yeah, it's the smallest there stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I just I so start, clever. I just <laughs> want to start. This was pointed out to me a little bit later. You think about I know we'll, we'll get to the whole <laughs> quote section, but in, in geeking out about Edgar Wright and those details, um, something that was pointed out to me much later was you know Ramona changes her hair three times in this film, right? Mm-hmm. It starts at red, then goes blue, and then ends in green. This is the Edgar Wright's other movies. So, uh, Shaun of the Dead is the red. Mm-hmm. The blue is Hot Fuzz and mm-hmm. the Cops. And the movie that hadn't come out yet but had been planned uh, was um, this end of the world, right? The uh, the sci-fi. Um, right, the yeah, aliens. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the aliens. Was the world's, world's end. end. World's so, end. it was her green was hair. Green. And so, this is very like, hey, it's a nod to my own work inside right. this. That's weird. And why not? Right? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it right? it blew my mind, too. Oh. I know. It's so good. And like like yeah, again, like it's it's he's so incredibly focused on the details. I think it's one of those movies that like really bears a second or third watch because there's so much to digest. Mm-hmm. And and but speaking back to Ramona, back to um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, they her casting is I would say better than anybody else's in the movie. Yeah. Because she she oh. has the the look of the 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 girl next door that everybody can't help but look at, mm-hmm. and and everybody everybody that I was with seeing that movie went like she was really pretty. Totally, yeah. like even, even my fiance was like she was really pretty, but not in a gross way. Do you know what I mean? Like she's not like over sexualized. She's just no, impossibly. Right. She's cool, and that's a tough role she's to walk just, into. She's mm-hmm. so, so cool. Cool. You want to yeah. hang out with her, mm-hmm. like and like I think that's a tough role to walk into. I can imagine mm-hmm. would be like. That you just you again you have to really nail that right yeah. it's in the small details and she I I'm with you Mark like I think that was. 
when we were looking at the recasting that we're going to do, like, that was rough to go, like, who who else on earth could walk into that role and not be intimidated? But stuck it. Like, she's impossibly confident, but vulnerable. All of those things. She's mm-hmm. so cool. So, so cool. cool. Please so date me, Ramona. Tell us how you really there. feel. <laughs> I did. Mary, so, like, Mary this Elizabeth is. Winstead, so, please. And this is one of those things that, like, I've dated a Ramona. Impossibly cool, still very close to all of her exes. Like, the cool girl in a room, impossibly close with all of her exes. And, like, it's funny how much of that resonated and, like, how much of that is his story of, you know, coming of age, right? Coming mm-hmm. to grips with how those relationships impact your future relationships and how they continue to impact you post facto. So good. I mean, that's the. That's the whole story. I love it. We so skipped over your favorite. We skipped over your favorite uh, X battle. Oh yeah. Oh, I think it's the twins. Twins based too. on the visual. I mean, I I like a lot of them. Um, I, I like the one with Todd also, just because it's hilarious. The vegan and powers. Ridiculous. So it's like yeah, he went but to vegan academy. Visually and overall, the battle with the twins is just incredible. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool. Um, it, it's weird how that's in in professional wrestling. There's a there's like a break match. So that everybody can kind of like relax before the big fight. Okay. And that we still had that. There wasn't <laughs> mm-hmm. a rest match. It just kept going and kept getting higher and higher. So when you see Gideon, it's completely disarming. When when it's like, oh, he's he's nice. Oh, he's a jerk. Oh, but they're giving hey, what he yeah. wants. But he's like, I'm so confused. And that's that Schwartzman with uh, an amazing performance as well. I totally agree. What a D back. Was he though? Guy. So that's one of those things that like. So are you saying Jason Schwartzman D bag or Gideon's the D bag? Gideon. No, okay, so, he nailed the D bag. So it's what I'm getting at. Like this is one of those movies that we could go round and round. If, if Scott sees these things, right? Like, is he? Is are the video? Are the fights a coping mechanism? Is like, is any of this happening in real life? Oh, this and, is all happening in real life. So. That's, I, they, think, yeah, I they, think that's the fun of it. Or is it? Right? Well, like, I mean, is it like at what point is this that like this is this is something that guy totally identifies with mm-hmm. video game. This is the like the, his lexicon, right? This is how he relates to the world. And this is how he's getting through. How do I even parse and process these relationships with this girl that I, I really want to invest in, but then she has all of this baggage, and that's the reality of kind of that, you know, when we're 22, 23, he's 22. Two, right? 23? 22 in the movie. So he, yeah. 22, 23, right? You're starting to actually have like real relationships where people are coming into it, like having lived a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think I think there's a space for an interpretation of this movie where none of that happened in anywhere but his mind. Mm. Right, is all. And that Gideon's a really nice guy. That Gideon actually breaks, like, which is an insidious thing, but like, he breaks off a phone call. There's a reality in which Gideon's the nice guy who called the check-in. Right to see how they were still doing. He gave them a contract, and and maybe there's a space to say as an interpretation of the film. I'm not saying this is accurate, but like mm-hmm. that, like the reason he was the final boss was because Ramona was still kind of into him. Like and and you know like I'm sure like even though you move on, there's some like relationships where you like still kind of longing a little bit, right? Like post facto. And so she mentioned him, like he was kind of always in the background and that's why he was that final boss. So part of me thinks that in his mind, like maybe he dude was just a nice guy, right? And that like. Mm. I don't know. I, I, there's ways to look at it, but um, I would submit that that this is all an allegory for how we relate to the world, and it's it is it is that coming of age story. It's like, hey, how do I process what's coming at me with the language that I'm familiar with, and what's an empowerment? Games, if anything, are empowerment fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can be like a badass fighter in like a virtual fighter. I love that. Ko, ko, <laughs> so good. Anybody can be that, and like that's if that's how you solve things. In that world, then I would assert that hey, that's how you maybe process them. I don't know. I thought it was a fun movie with music, <laughs> and there's a yeti. It was in so it. good. There's a PME. There's a PME. That's the one argument I have for like saying that this actually like existed because there's a reflection. If you look, the P meter shows up in the mirror. Like it, like it's, yeah. it's in world, right? Yeah. That's not like a fiction. Right. Like, and so I kind of go back. They, and forth they reference P a lot, like they bringing that do. up because like when they signed the contract, like there was a little. Like coming out of uh, crap. Stevens Stills. Yes, Stills. <laughs> uh, I, I always forget his Cosby name. Cosby Stills and Nash. Yeah. And Young. Um, Young. But uh, it, <laughs> I, I like it, this has to be the real world. This feels like the real world. But there is definitely an allegorical sense to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can you know there's a lot. But the thing is it um it can be this fantastical thing. But there's enough in it to where you can pull to that that place. Look so mm-hmm. like uh, and, and not to get too deep with this, but like I don't. I think there's a space in which that can be like a legit interpretation. No, I agree. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I got an email. So, you know, I host another podcast about video games. Somebody wrote in one time and said, hey, look, I don't 
I don't play games. Um, I listen because my boyfriend listens to the show, and like mm-hmm. largely you're talking about this other stuff. But like, my question to you guys would be, why do you play games? And that caused me to be like deeply introspective, right? Like, why do we play games? And what I came to was really at the end of the day, playing video games represents a paradigm in which I know with a certainty that they're with the right button press combination, that there is a win state. And life doesn't have that for me, right? Like, you can be the best boyfriend, the best business guy, like, and things can go terribly wrong, but I know that when I play a game for an hour at night, that there is a way to win. And I think maybe Scott feels that same way, right? It's that same approach with the right button combination. Mm-hmm. He can win, he can come out ahead, he can get the girl at the Save the Princess. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just Absolutely. saying. I like, I, I like this movie a lot. I, I, I like it so do much. You? I do. Uh, well, unfortunately, Fortunately, the box office did not. I know. Um, yeah. They had a budget of $60 million and only made $47.7 million at the box office. But I'm pretty sure it made so much of it back as a franchise with the soundtrack, with the game, sure. with the comics. So it, it's, it's something that um, ultimately... I don't think would it be considered a cult classic? I was I was go, I was going there like it it could be a cult <laughs> classic, but it's 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 genuinely a good movie. Right. Well, it's not. It's like the interpretations make it better and yeah, deeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to no, this bad movie mm-hmm. is a good movie if you look at it from the prism of uh, Johnny is insane and Mark is trying to get. I'm going with the room here, but yeah, it, it's I, it's just. A totally good, right. totally good game. It's well, a great movie. And I mean, I guess it could kind of go into that cult classic with, you know, once you have a midnight showing once a month, kind of get cult classic. Do status. they do they have that? They do with uh, the the Beverly. The Be- is that true? Mm. I yeah, guess they do what midnight. I'm doing. I, I mean, need to see it again. Field trip. The last time I I like actively went and looked it up was a year or two ago, but they were doing them regularly. Actually, I don't know if, if the Beverly's still around. Because a friend of mine was doing is doing something for saving the Beverly. We'll look into it. That's not just what uh, the show is about. Anyway, but okay. um, this came out in 2010. It's almost six years. I can't believe that since this came out, and there's been so much. It just came out. Yeah. This world, the world has changed so much since Scott Pilgrim's <laughs> innocent little uh, crappy haircut uh, bestowed the screens. <laughs> it's a great gag. It is. It's like, are, is it? are we watching? <laughs> Are we walking outside just so that you could wear your hat and not be warm? No. no. I like walking. Like putting my foot, foot in front of the other. <laughs> Stupid. I love it. Um, this has an IMDb rating of 7.5 with a Rotten Tomatoes of 82%, which is not bad. No. Um, it's better than Batman Superman. Um, here's some of some of the reviews. Uh, we have Michael Saba from Pace Magazine. Like the special effects, the characters are sketched out in tiresome cinematic shorthand as if to re- reassure the viewer that this joyride isn't really worth thinking too hard about. Which totally got disproven by Mr. Peter the D's over I, here. Look at that. Well, so, you know what's interesting to me? Like, I, you know, I didn't go actually through the, some of the reviews, but like, I was thinking during the rewatch was like, how accessible is this? There are some things that are like just cultural touchstones, right? Like Seinfeld but like mm-hmm. would my parents like this movie and I don't know that they would just because so much of this is like it's not that it's inaccessible anybody can understand like X's and like you know kind of like getting through that but so much of the in jokes as you call mm-hmm. them right the nuance to this movie mm-hmm. totally lost on my parents and or probably critics to some degree I would think so okay. I, I'm because this type of humor this type of um, self-referential humor wasn't around too much sure. mm-hmm. it was it was big on tv on like adult swim family guy but it it never really it didn't really pop until much later in the cinema world so i i, I agree with that but so does uh, tom charity of cnn who said full of fresh sharp touches and nonchalantly brash performances scott pilgrim versus the world consistently hits the sweet spot which Boom. is yeah. i i can totally agree with that um but I do not agree. Uh, this is a fresh review um, from yeah. Renee Rodriguez of the Miami Herald. Well, it, it's a fresh review. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World becomes a fatal case of flash over substance. Pretty great flash, though. Okay. Yeah. There's some good substance in there. I think there really I is. I do, too. Well, damn it. What do we do now? Um, let, I'll tell you what we do. Yeah, I was gonna say. We go to our favorite <laughs> lines, and now with a movie like How this, that yeah, pure, we, that's the thing. Is I'm trying to get us going because we are. have a limited schedule. Um, but uh, the first, the first one that comes to my mind, it's it's a scene, but it's a uh, uh, knives comes to the door. Uh, Wells Wells answers, "Hi, is Scott home?" He just left. Yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> oh, like that—that's just the first one that comes to my head because it's oh. absolutely perfect. It's so good. Like uh, so many of them one. are, and largely because you're kind of identify. One of my favorite ones because I know we're gonna go through this pretty quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. Anna Kendrick, Stacy, Stacy Pilgrim's talking to Scott and says, "Like, did you really see a future with this girl?" And Scott says, "Like, with jetpacks." <laughs> <laughs> it's great classic it's so good right like it's that yeah. exactly like yeah right he's so pure it's so good he that's is. Sarah for you dude uh, unbelievable uh, Stacey you got one we're right. just gonna go in a circle yeah let's All just right. keep going I do so uh, this is you know the brilliant Todd Ingram because he's just a genius yes. here and it's tell it to the cleaning lady on Monday I was like what and like, because you'll be dust by Monday because you'll be pulverized in two seconds the cleaning lady, she cleans up. Dust. She dusts. So what's on Monday? Because it's Friday now. She's The weekend's off. So Monday, right? Right. <laughs> that, it, the yes, right? It's the, the right. Yes, sounds, I, it's so sounds cool. like, and it's, she's off on weekends because it's Monday, right? Like, that's for him. That's for nobody oh, yeah. else. Right, right, so he right. just stumbles right through uh, that one. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when uh, when Scott's heading up to the door, what's the password? Um, whatever. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Kieran Culkin, which we we're talking about, steals this. Is oh. talking to Anna Kendrick's boyfriend, Stacy, and says, "Hey, uh, Jimmy, do they rock or do they suck?" Jimmy says, "They haven't started playing yet." That was a test, Jimmy. You passed. <laughs> so, I love the either or dichotomy. Do they rock or do they suck? Like, wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> he's uh, he's the perfect man. Look, I didn't write the gay handbook. If you got a problem with it, take it up with Liberace's ghost. Again, yes. destroys. Oh, just, you have some more? I've, I've got tons. So many. I, I'm realizing now I have a lot from the fight with Todd. So at the very end, it's Scott saying, you were once a vegan, but now you will be gone. <laughs> I could not say that with you. I was like it's so okay. excited when that was it's coming. Worth um, Scott Scott says to uh, to Ramona at one point, which in a line that I think a lot of us can identify is, uh, "When I'm around you, I, I kind of feel like I'm on drugs. Not that I do drugs, unless you do drugs, in which case I do drugs all the time, all of them." <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Tripping uh, over yourself. So good. To, yeah. I mean, it's kind of uh, that kind of became. Uh, Michael Sarah's number, like oh, yeah. typecast. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I think in this, he has the opportunity to sort of redeem that character I side agree. of himself. Yes. And it expanded him to go back to being George Michael again. But um, <laughs> I, I love at like when uh, Ramona's going away with Gideon and Scott's like, no, I got this. I'm in lesbians with you. Yes. But but the, the payoff is after everything's over, he just goes, I said lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that works again because they set that up over and over mm -hmm. again. The L word joke earlier Lesbian. and just right. so good. The other L word. Lesbians. lesbians. <laughs> Scott at the party is holding a red cup and he says, I need to go pee out of boredom. <laughs> I'm like, we've all been there. Like, I'm just going to run to the restroom because it's someplace but, I can but, walk. But, on, on, a, on a similar, no, 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 on a similar oh. line when, uh, uh, oh. who's who's that girl or, or what's that girl's name? And it's the wheel of lines. And it's like, I have oh, to yeah. pee, who, her? I have to go pee on her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, pee time. Pee time. It's too good, dude. Knives saying, I've never kissed a guy before. And then him coming right back was like, hey, neither have I. Neither have I. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to, we have to do a cutoff. I could do right. Let's do one more. Okay, I got and it. And then we'll go to recasting. Yep. All right, well, there's the classic when Ramona and Scott are on their date, and Scott is talking about how much he loves garlic bread. Oh, yes. And Ramona goes, you can't eat bread all the time. He goes, why not? Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you bread fat? Bread makes you fat? <laughs> makes you fat. <laughs> just, He's just so God. distraught. Oh, gosh. Right. It's like... Day is just ruined. Right? It's that again, 22, 23, you're learning the hard lessons in life, and like he just like just blew his mind. Mm. So good. Yeah. Um, you have one? The wisdom of Wallace Wells. Just like his uh his involvement in most of the fights, the but the very first one. <laughs> hey, Scott, it's that guy. The, the email. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's it. That whole so scene. Boring. <laughs> he skips it. Hey, <laughs> go back. This thing says, says I'm <laughs> I know. Damn it! I, I said one more. <laughs> so good. 
Um, my last one's going to be also Wallace when he's yelling at Crash and the boys. Uh, Crash has been playing for a minute. Uh, Crash plays a song. It's called I Am So Sad. I Am So Very, Very Sad. And it goes like this. It lasts like six seconds. Crash says, So sad. <laughs> and Crash says, uh, They yell thank you. And Crash uh, Wallace yells, it's not a race, guys. <laughs> Crash seems kind of annoyed. This next song goes out to the guy at the balcony who keeps yelling. It's called, We Hate You, Please Die, to which he comes back and says, Sweet. I love this song. <laughs> Unfazed. Unfazed. And the, the, the great thing about it is if, if you haven't read the comics, go back because there's so much more Wallace in there. Is there oh, really? So yeah. much. He so seems much. like the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this without the tragic ending, meaning like he's mm. the sage at 25. He's the sage guy that's like, Got his shit a little bit more figured out. Still shares a bed and still, like, you know, eating probably ostensibly ramen, but, like, has got things that, like, knows who he is. At the end, when oh, he totally. finds his self respect, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's been down this journey a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the hero's journey, but close. Well, it's, it's yeah. great when, like, and how unfazed, how comfortable a relationship between a straight man and a gay man yeah. can be. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's no big deal because yep. it's no big deal. Uh, and, and they present it in film and just. The way it just that is. it should be. Yep. It just is. Totally. Where like Scott's just talking, and then two dudes that we haven't <laughs> met, and then Wallace comes yeah. up and is just like, Geez, you have to talk to her. And they yeah. and they give each other shit in like the way that you would. And when he walks mm-hmm. out, he's like, and you're worried about me gang up the place, and it just bounces. <laughs> it's just like it's exactly the exchange. Who's drunk? I'm guessing Wallace. Oh, yeah. You yeah. guys right. right. <laughs> So um, all right, so let's go here. Let's do recasting. Oh, this is where we I take... I don't want to. Our, well, we're going to, uh, so no, too bad. Um, where we take the movie, uh, we, uh, even though this was just six years ago, this is an era where we think this movie could work. So if it comes out in 2016, who are playing these characters? We've got Scott, Ramona, Knives, Wallace, and Envy Adams. True story. Who wants to go? Who, let's start from Envy Adams. Oh. Adams? Let's start from the bottom. Go all to right, the top. Okay, I like right. it. Go for it. You sound confident, Stacey. You feel sound confident. I'm going through. I, I came right. up with a couple for each. Um, so I think Bella Thorne would be a fun Envy Adams. Who is Bella Adams. Thorne? She's kind of up and coming right now. She's actually going to be in the Ratchet and Clank movie. Okay. She's the voice of their main female character. Something that That's a good she, advertisement. Yeah. Coming when? Yeah, coming when? But she... <laughs> Wait, uh, what, what's something I would recognize her from, maybe? Probably nothing. She okay. came off of the Disney Channel. Okay. So... Well, there you go. I watch all been, of the Disney. Your point yeah, being, I watch okay. that twenty four seven. Oh, well, sorry. Then you would, yeah. Um. <laughs> but it, tell me, you've seen the Luck of the Irish, the old Disney Channel? Ah, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> for for Envy Adams, um, I wanted so, like she's so striking in the movie. Yes. You mm-hmm. see her around town, or the the pictures of her around town before they even acknowledge yeah, yeah, her yeah. existence, and you go, mm-hmm. she's something. She's awesome. That's yeah. something. Yep. So I went with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. That, Jennifer yeah. Because you see Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence in the background and you're like, what is, is she in this movie? Dude. Totally. She's got that, oh, that there brand she is. appeal. Totally. There we go, Bella Thorne. Oh, nice. Okay. Maybe. All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you, James. We're yeah. just taking a look at Bella Thorne right now. But she's the female lead in the Magic Clank movie, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, but for, for Envy, you just put her in like a... I mean, the same sort of getup and sort of what was what was the movie that she almost won the Oscar for? What was that called? Is it the fight movie? No, no. Either, either like the 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 period. David piece. O. Russell mm-hmm. movie. The, the Russell all movie. Of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. put no, no, some she, something like that. Envy. I I think you you've got yourself an envy. I think she yeah yeah and really brings that like too cool for school kind of like yeah, it's just way above this kind of like attitude and that right. Brie totally brings into this performance yes too. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she's again she's great but Jennifer Lawrence was, was my easiest one for sure what do we got for Wallace <sighs> okay so I'll go first uh, I like this pick oh, this is my favorite pick probably of all Wallace was hard but then I thought a little bit about it and I think uh, Jake Johnson from the new girl he's in um, let's be Jake cops oh. let's be Jake cops Johnson. he would be like the best like Gay, pragmatically gay roommate, like you know, just that. play it straight. Like he, like Kieran Culkin did, not straight, so not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Just yes. like very, yeah, yeah. like low key. Yeah, like uh, I think Jake Johnson would be. He, I need to see him in more anyway, but I think he would kill it here. Mm-hmm. Okay, like that. Uh, I went with Andy Mantis. He's in uh, the Flash right now. Is Pied Piper? Oh yes, 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 yes. Very cool. I think he's kind of got that attitude uh-huh. while still being cool, but you not, know, kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, see, I I I went for uh, he. My pick's a little bit too pretty, but I like his attitude. I, I was Dave Franco. I uh, he's okay. he's too, a little bit too cool, 
but I know he could do the performance. Yeah, that's not good. I like no, your guys' no. is better. No, <laughs> I, I can see no, Franco. No, but it like, works, yeah. Because, and you age him up a little bit, like, you know, like, down on his luck a little bit, lost his job or something recently. No, I can see it. Mm. I can see it. But right now it's he's happened. a little too perfect. A little, little so, too perfect. Yeah. That's that's what I do. Right. Uh, let's move on to... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just too good at this game. No, 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 not... No, this, <laughs> this time I'm not. All right. Uh, watch Action Movie Anatomy where I tend to do a little bit better. But uh, for Knives... Knives was tough. Yeah. And it's only because, tough. I think specifically because they, like, he's so proud before he, meet, before he meets, um... Ramona. Ramona. <laughs> he's so proud. Like, Knives Chow, she's Chinese, right? Yeah. Like, so that was tough. It's a very defining characteristic. So, I yeah, I mean, right? And it's... so, yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Neil was very um, impressed. I know. Um, I actually had to look this one up because I, I knew her face, but I didn't know her name. Mm-hmm. Her name's Karen Fukuhara. She plays Katana in the Suicide Squad movie coming out. I remember her from the poster. She's very young, could be aged down a little bit, um, seems rad. Mm-hmm. I, just I mean, from the look, I don't. I haven't seen her from anything. But she looked like she could play at knives. The, I would be. I'm cheating in in Do saying it. that oh, you have to just go with an unknown because there, she has such specific yeah. mm-hmm. characteristics. No, I agree. I don't think we would have seen an actress yet. But if I would have to pick, there's there's a, a, a Chinese actress by the name of Fan Bingbing that was in uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, who yes. was she was really good. Okay. So just. Young Chinese actress, I would mm-hmm. I would put her done. Uh, but if I had to pick a name, right? I mean, I kind of agree, and I actually wrote that in my notes too. Just like it was um, Ellen Wong's, it was her debut role. So mm-hmm. why not find another up and coming teenage Chinese actress to kind there. of put in the role? Uh, but I did find uh, her name is Tiffany Espenson. She's been in a couple of things. She's done some a lot of voice work on Phineas and Ferb. She's in an R.L. Stein production, kind of actiony. Okay. R.L. Stein is still doing stuff? Wow. It's, it came out, I think, last year or early this year. Yeah, it's... Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Um, we're getting to our girl. Ramona's tough. Ramona's tough. I've got two. I need you guys to tell me what I should land on. Well, I'll, right. I'll tell you what my person is go after right. yours. Are you going to go? Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so, actually, well, you go first, because I've got two. I don't want to get too long-winded with this. Who do you have? All right, well... We need that cool, kind of too cool for you. So Daisy Ridley, right oh. now, <sighs> the It Girl. She yeah, she really is. That's a really good. That's a good choice. Because she can kind of do that aloof. Yep. Yeah. But still, on it. So I got two. Mark, right. Stacy, help me here. I've got okay. uh, Kristen Stewart, Emma Stone. Both play that cool girl. Both are impossibly, impossibly cool. Still accessible. I like that. I like. I, so far, I'm I'm really digging it. Um, and I'm going to make, make it more difficult. All right. All right. Who do you got? I, t- I talked about Deadpool. So we got to go with the Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Miss Brianna Hildebrand, oh. who is literally too cool for the room. And when she's not, oh, no. she explodes. Oh. oh, that's so good. It's not bad. Like, there's a first person I thought of is who's that, who's that new actress that you look at and go, Oh, yeah. she's cool. I think I think you're right. This also has to be a relatively unknown, right? Like Kristen Stewart, obviously, is Although everywhere. I do really like Kristen, I like Kristen Stewart, Stewart as a pick. Right? She's, a she's, pick. she's really confident, right? You remember mm-hmm. the party scene when he's doing the Puckman speech? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's it just, nice. That's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw great. one out there for you guys. Do it. Yo. Yeah. Abigail Breslin. Yes, I like that one too. Who is she? She was the uh, younger sister in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, not bad. Oh, yeah. Not bad. And Emma Stone joint, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. She's in that movie, right? Yeah, but she wrote it. She wrote it. All right. Uh, We got our main boy, Scott. I got two. You got two? I got two. This is a tough one for me. Interesting. Help me out. Kylo Ren. Yes. Kylo Ren, obviously. He just stars. Yeah. All right. I like it. Adam Driver is not a bad choice. No, it's not. He said that jokingly, and I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. No, I thought. he can play vulnerable. No, but I thought you guys were actually just like, no, I put put Adam Driver. No, I I did not, but I love it. Now now that it's introduced. I think we should retire it, because both of mine, I don't know that work. I've got two, because I think he needs to be a little bit vulnerable, but also be able to stick up for himself, right? So, um, you know, uh, he's not um, George Michael, but I think Jesse Eisenberg. Is also can play that a little aloof and a bit of a dork, but also strong when he needs to be. Also a bit of a nerd, and then kind of channeling Donnie Darko. I went Jake Gyllenhaal. He's too big. He's too yeah, big. He's I too agree. Big. I agree. He would be an ex, I think. Oh, I that would be see. fun. Yeah, I, I was like thinking that. younger Jake from like when he was like what again Donnie Darko. Yeah, I know we yeah. did. I know. So I don't. You asked for 2016. <laughs> I did ask for 2016. You brought this upon yourself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I guess Eisenberg's all I got then. 
No, I, I don't know that we're, I don't mm-hmm. know that works. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Because this was so his movie. Mm-hmm. It would have to be somebody that owns that part. Um, mm-hmm. I was Ansel uh, Ansel Elgort from uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, um, okay. uh, he's in the Divergent movies. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a little bit brawny, okay. but he's still got like a really like soft innocent face. Okay. Kind of, you just want to punch a little bit. That's not true. That's not true at all. Um, but, uh, you don't want to punch a guy in the face? Just punch a little punch. Just punch, just punch, punch, punch. This, we totally devolved. But, uh, who do you got for Scott? Uh, so one of my choices was, uh, Logan Lerman. I like Logan Lerman. He's a good kid. He's, uh, Percy Jackson. Okay. For one. I know the posters. Perks of being a wallflower. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, seen that several times. That's not it's true. On repeat in my house. Stop just every day. You know, I go walk in, I turn on the TV. Perks of being a wallflower. I just let it go. Biggest liar. I just what's there not to like about the movie? Just repeat <laughs> over. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, with, I mean, it's really hard to recast this type of movie it is. when it already is cast so well. If you have any ideas of who you want to cast, let us know in the comments down below. Please. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Find Video Game Movie Anatomy. Leave us a, a five-star rating. Uh, leave us some comments. We'll, we'll read them on air. We'll, we'll, why not? Let's let's add a new part of the show because we always end on time. Uh, but from there, uh, final thoughts on Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Is this, I love this movie. Are we rolling right into our extra life? Well, not, not yet. Okay. Just final thoughts on the movie. Um, more Edgar Wright, please. More Kim Pines. Please, please. Yeah, more Kim yes. Pines. Yes. Well, there's a, great, there's a great animated short that yes. they released as a companion piece with the movie about her that was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's really so cool. cool. Um, this, I, I love this movie. I'm probably going to watch it again uh, when I wake up from passing out. You should do that. Um, yes. But the Pass fact out. that it's such a limited series, uh, done so well uh, in terms of the source material, and there's so many different ways to take it in, makes you think that there should be more and it's better to be left wanting more um so uh our final verdict whether we give this an extra life or game over i want to leave this at game over we're good it's per it's perfect the way it is we don't need Mm -hmm. it so we're all in agreement i totally agree excellent then with that um make sure to stay tuned to our twitters uh that's where we will announce the next game that we're going to be covering you can follow me on twitter at mark b donica follow me on twitter at you ye old nerd or nerds doing stuff and i'm a p to the d's on twitter and you can find me on itunes at pixel by pixel so thank you for joining us on this episode of video game movie anatomy we will see you at the arcade from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. <laughs>